I've never seen so many balls in a film before in my life. We're serving films that are LGBT. We're serving Netflix, watch instantly. We're serving shade and we're serving tea. We're serving realness with a double E. Work. Welcome back to Serving Realness, guys. Well, I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode because uh, there was so much good times we had to cut it into two. So um, what follows is uh, the rest of our conversation with Tyler Coates about the mid-90s film Jeffrey. I could be completely wrong about when that movie was made. Enjoy. I also yeah. like that the, the guy from uh, the the guy from Mad Men was in it as yes, well. Yes, Brian Bat. Right, yeah, I thought yeah. he was very what good. What guy from Mad Men? Saul. Sal. Sal. Sal? Yeah. Sal? From the first three. Oh, yeah. Yes, as character. the gay character. Absolutely, yeah. I knew I recognized him, but I couldn't place him. Yeah, he plays he Patrick Stewart's very, partner. Very gay, yeah. a chorus yeah. boy in Cats. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he was a character in Cats. Did you guys ever see Cats? I've seen Cats twice. I've oh, never seen no. Cats. I am obsessed with Cats. <laughs> I'm not the, into. I could go musical? on. Yes, I could go on for hours about Cats. Doesn't don't it seem even... a bit wow. silly? Though. Oh, it's moronic. Okay, good. Okay, I good. saw it. It good. was like the Let's first. It. it was my first introduction to like musicals. Okay. And my parent, like I, my mom took me, and like I was in the third row. And like the entire time, I was just like, "This is blowing my mind." And of course, I could only look at like the crotches of the cats, right? Because <laughs> they're just so tight, <laughs> right? I mean, it's kind of like the gym scene in Jeffrey, where it's like just balls everywhere, right? Mm. Um, and muscles. Um, but yeah, I love cats. I mean, I I'm obsessed with cats, and how I'm, I'm just fascinated with how cats happened, and then I was continued about- to happen for like. 45 years it just it does seem like it's a it's like a big joke like it really it does is. seem like someone pitched it as a joke and then but also like, t.s Eliot wrote the poems on which all of the lyrics are based they're based on poems they're based it's poetry you know what, old possums books this is not all pitches cats. are going to be as good as steel tomatoes this yeah. is blowing fried green memory. magnolias <laughs> um did you know this is a fun fa- fact for you um <laughs> well i'll be James. a judge of that but <laughs> Do you know that James Mason also loved cats? The actor James Mason. Yes. And he wrote a book also he also wrote a book on cats. The play or just No, cats? no, not about the, the, the musicals. About, about, about the actual animals. Um he probably did love the musical as well. I bet he did. I mean if any cat lover would love cats. <laughs> but he they really a... nail the essence of cats. <laughs> <laughs> How much they meow and dance. And just roll and tumble and <laughs> build trains and you know thievery what is it even about <laughs> i don't even know what it's about. oh like well i'll give you the shortest possible version there every year all the cats in london get together for the jellicle ball this is why i hate <laughs> theater this is exactly why and one cat is chosen to like go to the heavy side lair which is cat heaven and then they're reborn and then as come what? back as a new cat it's a redemption tale how long is it <laughs> two and a half hours <laughs> too long there is an, uh, an opera in it Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. a cat I never, opera, never a cat opera, cats, oh and I, I actually I saw, hated that song. Memory. Yeah, what's that song? You know, I, know song. I was in know, you song. know that like, song. <laughs> don't tell me you don't know that. Everybody knows that song. I have amnesia. All so alone in the moonlight. All alone Why do I always end up singing on this fucking podcast? <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's I not think fair. I do. I think because when when I was in music class in tenth grade, they played us a snippet of Cats. To show us what a musical was. <laughs> oh God! And it was well. That was that. That okay. I would not use that as like the crowning <laughs> achievement Australia. of musical theater by any means. <laughs> what did they show you they, during they like gave us sex a... education? Sex ed. 
Just a quick, just a quick. Again, the cat's just two, just two rhinos <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Um, uh, but they they showed us this one clip, or they played this one clip of just an audio clip, and it was like I've never. I still keep in mind I've never seen cats, so I don't know contextually where it falls. But <laughs> it's just this one that was like, like some like McCavity the cat, yeah. meow. Yeah. Meow. The cavity oh, of the mystery cat. And then we were like, this is, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Meow. It's meow. Really I, can I was like, to you that, do was that, all time. <laughs> that was 10 seconds. It was unbearable. Like, no, I saw it for two and a half hours. The I second time meow. I saw it, I saw it as an adult because I was like, I want to see if this holds up. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, it does not. But I got drunk first, so at least I enjoyed myself. Oh, but I was how like, how could they have fooled people for so long, though? I didn't, that's I've never what, saw I mean, it. I think it's, I think it's because it's a family friendly show. Like, you just take children who, have never seen anything like it. Never and seen their an minds adult make a fool of themselves. It's the yeah. children. Like, I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's adults dressed in like as cats. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. You should. I mean, I've, I've, because this is things I do at home by myself. I've gone back and reread like the original New York Times review that Frank Rich wrote. That he oh, was really? like, "This is amazing." Wow. And his like mind was blown, and I think that you know at the time like the dance. I mean, the to music be fair, was he was like, a cat though, right? Wasn't yeah, he? He, was, he was the yeah. only cat reviewer for the yes times. Um, but seeing it as an adult, it and did he not had hold just up. eaten a whole <laughs> yeah. two cans of Friskies. <laughs> yes. So, fancy, oh please, fancy feast, fancy feast. Um, yeah. Who, yeah. So out critics, a, so critics loved cats. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it won like best musical. It put well, it didn't put Andrew Lloyd Webber on the map, but. It oh, was Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the problem. Sir, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes. Probably got him knighted. But you he should... got, he has an EGOT. A oh, really? He won like a special Emmy for producing something. What about his but... Oscar? What Oscar? For, score? Uh, for the original song for Evita, the movie. Oh, oh he for wrote Evita. an original song for... Yeah, for the movie version of Evita, which he wrote. I mean, he wrote Evita. Right, well. but then yeah. he wrote an, yeah. an additional song. Yes. Specifically for the who movie. performed it at the Oscars? Madonna. Oh, who was in Evita? I mean, I knew I okay. nah. just Sometimes Madonna is a, is a singer. Like no, they were like, mm, I don't think <laughs> we're gonna have Madonna sing this. Yeah. Let's get Queen Latifah to do just it to, instead. For David, though, Madonna was <laughs> a singer. She started yeah. in the eighties, and she's been popular Not even familiar. through today. Through today, she still does she, a you lot. Know, of, you would recognize. She's, I feel like, you know, she takes a lot of stuff from Lady Gaga. So you probably, <laughs> oh, right. like, I love you Gaga? would see it. She right. steals a lot of stuff from Gaga. Um, yeah. So. My favorite scene in this movie, not to uh, do away with Madonna, because we can talk about Madonna for hours. Let's yeah. Face it. But my favorite thing in this movie that was bad about this movie, but I love okay, it. Okay, now I'm on board. Was when... He stands him up, right? So, so the guy with the jaw, who's mm-hmm. in the, the pretender, pretend, the pretender, yeah. calls wings or sees wings, and they 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 plan a date. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so then he wings finds out that the pretender is not pretending to have HIV, no, but really is HIV positive. Although he, if he, if this was the pretender, he could do it very convincingly. Yeah, so right. Much he might as well everyone. just pretend he doesn't have HIV. But I guess for the purposes of the movie, he would have to. Anyway, so he finds it's out. It's funny to think that it does, given the pretender, the TV show, as a context, it does create the idea that this could happen in the same universe as the pretender, and his character in this movie could just be another role for the pretender to play. Right. This is just one week in the pretender's yeah, it life. Could be just an, I'm just saying, it, not to blow everyone's mind, but who I love the pretender, but this could be a <laughs> wow. prequel to the pretender. 
Well, if you've managed to put the pieces back together. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My favorite scene, because I was just like, this is just so... I was a little offended. I I was a little offended. So he leaves a message. Wings leaves a message for the pretender that he can't make it because he doesn't want it. And so he gets home. So he stands him up. Wings stands him up. Wings stands him up. He gets home. He hears the message on his voice, on his answering machine. The pretender hears the message. And he's so angry Mm -hmm. that he turns on some techno music and starts dancing it yeah. out he and it is some, it, out. it is serious 90s gay bar music yeah. it's just like and he ah, is just emotionally ah, dancing there's a lot of like <laughs> transitions of just like a black woman going and he just spins and spins and spins in that black and jeans white t-shirt leather it's a, jacket it's a little offensive i think it's like a little bit like i mean it rang very true to me yeah, do, <laughs> do you guys not anger dance i ang- oh I, that's i, learned I mean not to that dance. i'm angry dancing to like fleetwood mac but you know <laughs> with your scarves yes oh god <laughs> just throw a shawl on oh. and spin around angry. get a I tambourine get a tambourine yeah yeah that was a weird that was a weird scene um the anger dance um so stuff like that like i'll see it and even i think even at the time like i thought it was like when i watched this movie in like the 90s um at, even then i remember thinking like how ridiculous that was right and, and seeing it again i was like wow i forgot about how ridiculous this scene is but there's also something that's a little offensive not just about that but about about all the like stereotypes in this movie it's like the only thing, even Nathan Lane, who I love, and I loved his cameo in this movie. He's so funny. Um, there was he, he plays a priest, and Wings goes to him to confess, you know, being upset about not having sex with people with HIV or whatever happens. I don't whatever know. the movie was about. Who cares? Uh, whatever the central. But Nathan <laughs> Lane is like, uh, he's so happy to have somebody in his confessional that was willing to talk about sex. Right. Um, and so the line that he says is, uh, people are always coming to me, father, I'm attracted to my soccer coach. He's sex, say six Hail Marys and bring me his shorts. <laughs> like, it's just so much, and I can't do it, but Nathan Lane is so funny and there's just so many, bunch of parts, but still he brings up like, he was like, you were a little boy listening to, um, right. oh, my, my fair, fair lady. lady. Yeah, and right. that's what gay men is to children is, is there's all that God is. Or, it's God like, is. God yeah. is like, I said that wrong. Yeah, Thank yeah, you yeah. for correcting me. Yeah, and so it's this idea that they, all gay men are just one way, and and uh, everybody's gay only likes theater, and um, and I mean David, like David, for example, um, yeah. huge fan of of one woman shows, and um, that's true. No, but I mean, so there's just like a whole list of of offensive I, things I, yeah, in this I movie. You. I mean, nothing is less relatable to me um, as an idea than. Um, Picking up somebody at the gym. Uh. Because I'm never, I'm at my grossest. I'm at my sweatiest and least attractive whilst at the gym. And so the idea that scene, like in this movie, they meet in the gym. Mm -hmm. The pretender and um, and Wings wings meet in the gym. And then they kiss in the gym. And I was like, to me, that was a little, I was like, this is kind of gross. Like you're both sweaty and gross. And like you're, to kiss in there is gross. It's like there's full of germs and, it's just a very, I don't know. But I just no, don't understand the cruising at the gym idea. 
So maybe that was a 90s thing that... I mean, it, check misconnections because that still definitely happens. Really? Yeah, yes. I think yeah. maybe, I I'm mean, sure... More like steam room sex, I believe. Steam I don't rooms. know. I haven't gone to a gym. <laughs> so <laughs> terrified of being in front of people in shorts. So nope, no thank you. Diff- completely different reasons. But yeah, I would never pick up anyone at the gym. No, me neither. Um, Just avoid eye contact. What gym do you go to, though? Because I, I do feel like, you know, that that... Well, this gym was like in. It was like, like the Chelsea gym. It was I mean, like this a David was like a very, This was very like a ninety. Like everyone was, uh, he was surrounded by hunks. Everyone in the movie hunks. was gay. I would never hunks. be able to describe a group of men as hunks the way that I could describe. That's the only way I could describe. Right, them. they were hunks. Just tiny, tiny, like spaghetti strap. Yep. Tank tops. Yep. Just like I, so many visible balls. Yes. I've never seen so many balls in a film before in my life. Spaghetti, those spaghetti strap tank tops that were so popular in the 80s and 90s make everybody's head look tiny. Yeah. Mm. That's my problem with them. Yeah. That's your problem with them? <laughs> yeah, that's all. Your arms look big, but your head looks minuscule, like a peanut, like a tiny little, you know, your head looks they're so hideous. small. That's yeah. just, yeah, they're terrible. But uh, there were so many, there were a lot of hunks in this movie, and I think that that's also part of the the problem with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's too, like it just too many feels, hunks. It feels like, um, I don't know, I definitely, I, I was too young to feel, to understand that um, I, that I felt when I first watched this movie, but I, like, I, this is one of those movies that I feel like when I, when I watch and I feel like it's not, this is not at all my gay experience. Right. And, um, and I'm a little offended continually by. Pretty much none. Of, I mean, my problem is, I don't know if this is true of you, but. It's it's been very hard watching these all these gay movies and trying to find. I've almost almost given up on trying to find one that does reflect what it is like my gay experience or my right. experience of being gay. Um, like Weekend comes close, but even then, that's still not my experience. Right. Right. Well, I, th- I mean, I I think about this a lot, and I write what about, about locker it a lot. room gangbang six. Sorry, that's the closest. <laughs> I've um, yeah, you write. You, you write I do. About this yeah, sort of I mean, I think about this a lot, and and I think it's there's sort of a double edged sword here, where like, you know, when you when you have a a film that is targeted and about like a marginalized community, like mm-hmm. that's the, that's the problem. Like, people kind of just group LGBTQ into one thing, as right. if we all have the same interests. We're all exactly. We all like the same movies. We all like the same music. And that's the thing, like living in New York, especially like Chelsea gays are different than Hell's Kitchen gays. And right. East Village gays are different than Williamsburg gays. I mean, those are actually those two pairs are probably the closest <laughs> alike. But <laughs> I, I think that I've the older I get, the less I'm I even try to look for right. what is close to my experience, because my experience is unique as as much as I think everyone's experience is unique. And you're never going to be able to. Like I sort of wrote about this about looking recently, the right, new HBO, the new show, HBO which, show, which you Has know that started already. It comes out in January. Okay, and um, I've seen people respond to it already based on the two trailers that have been released, which is a combined fifty-one seconds. And people are like, "Oh, it's too white. It's too like this is doesn't look like me." And right. the same thing that I saw with the girls' reaction, like people hated girls because they were like, "This I've never experienced life like this, so it can't be true." Right. So on the one hand, it's like, "Well, this is not supposed to be true. It's fiction. It's supposed to just be TV and it's supposed to be interesting." So right. you need to step back a little bit. But the other hand is like, I've seen episodes of Girls that I really related to, hmm. and you know, 
so that made me like it a little bit more than maybe someone who couldn't relate to it does. So I think that it's so, I mean, that's the thing. Like you can't make a show or a film that like references the entire like right. cross section sure, but, of gay men, I guess. Right. Sure. But, um, and, and so I think like, especially with this movie, I think, for all of its flaws, and I, I was paying a lot of attention to the the stereotype, like the very gay stereotypes in it. Um, I think that the the main character Jeffrey is like not even a stereotypical gay character, and is very rarely seen, yeah, especially at that time. I like, I mean, well, unless that's... he told you he was gay and that was what his lifestyle or life was like, you wouldn't really look at that guy and be like, oh yeah. Um, That's true, and he's he's surrounded by all these different. Of course, other... the actor is not gay. Of course, the actor is not gay. <laughs> Most of them are. It yeah. may have been, I think, part of, part of uh because part of his problem in the movie, his big problem that he has to get over, is that he kind of separates himself from the gay community, right? Um, and so I wonder if that was a, um, almost kind of a criticism of his character, where it's like, oh, he's not gay seeming or gay acting, mm-hmm. you know, because he's ashamed or he doesn't feel like he wants to be. You know, he's an island away right. all unto himself. Right. And then by the end, I think he's supposed to come into the fold a bit more, right? Right. Um, but well, I agree with you that he's not. Because, yeah, it's like the bit that struck for me was where, like, there's a, where they have the gay pride parade is happening mm-hmm. and everyone's very excited. And, and then he walks by and he's like, oh, I'm just actually was just jogging through the park. I forgot that it was gay pride. And that, even though I think it's supposed to be a criticism of, of his character, mm-hmm. um, I, I sort of related to. It was right. like, yeah, like, you know. We're Some people want to go to Pride. Definitely, yeah. What did you mean by, um, like, it's um, just because you're saying that we can, in order to, sh- I think that you need the stereotypes and some of the stereotypical things in order to make some of the uh, jokes that oh, made me laugh so yeah. hard. Um, but you're saying that you know, not everybody's going to see themselves in these experiences. Sure, and, yeah, yeah. And I guess that's one good thing about having so much more gay cinema now than we did when it was when this film was released. Because mm-hmm. at the time, there was, I remember, you know, being very excited to see the, this film, right? Um, because there was very little representation. Although, I don't know. When did Will and Grace hit the air? <laughs> Probably not long after. I always forget the date, but yeah, <laughs> mid nineties. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. I've got it Ellen, written down. Ellen, so Ellen came out, I think, in ninety six or ninety seven, which I feel like I always consider like the turning point That's in the, my right. lifetime. Okay, um, where like you see a little bit more on television, um, and it's much more like I remember it being much more of a a conversation piece, I guess. Mm. Um, but I think that what, yeah, I mean, I, I think on the one hand, like Jeffrey is like such a broad comedy that like it sort of gets away with like the broad silly stereotypes. And at the same time, like I know people who are like the Sterling character played by Patrick Stewart, who's like an older man who's like, just loves like shopping and going to Bloomingdale's and like loves. These what, he had things. one of the funniest lines in the movie, I thought, which is just like. Because I know people a little bit like him, and one of he was talking about watching the news uh, around the time of Gay Pride Parade, mm-hmm. and he was saying someone on the news was interviewed who was very straight acting, and yeah. he was complaining. He said, "You know, there's I hate the Gay Pride Parade." This is uh, Sterling talking, the character right. talking about 
uh, what like he mimicking saw. Mimicking the, the guy. Yeah, mimicking yeah. the guy. And, and so the guy is saying, um, so Sterling says that the guy said. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That the guy said, uh, you know, the gay pride parade doesn't represent me. It's like it's all you see out there are porn stars and drag queens. And, you know, there's gay doctors and there's gay engineers and there's gay lumberjacks. And Sterling, the character, then says, and I just thought, get her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. It's just so it's it's such a funny one liner. Right. And um, I mean, I, I think that like, I mean, I, I came out relative. I mean late i think for our generation i didn't come out even to friends until i was maybe 23 okay um i was living in chicago at the time and so i was you know i always hated going to gay bars hate like w the first gay pride parade i went to i was like oh this is fun but this is like not this is not my kind of gay like right. and i think in the years since i've come to feel like a little bit more comfortable where i can be like hey like sometimes this is you know it's fun to go do these things yes. it's not what is the most important to me but i'm just not I'm, I'm not trying to fit myself into any sort of subculture i guess right which i feel like a lot of people gay or straight feel like they need to do they need to be around people like themselves right because that's sort of how they interact with people i don't know if that's because i came from a, such a small town where like i grew up with the same people and didn't realize until I went to college that I could make friends based on common interests rather than proximity right. to them um, and just having them around and being friends by default. But um, I, I think like, you know, as some as a kid who loved musical theater and then like growing up as a teenager had to like hide that because that was like big, like flashing sign, like yep. faggot. Right. Um, and sort of like dismissing it as like a thing and then moving to New York and even before New York, just like listening to a lot of like show tunes and like, I really love this. Like this makes me happy. And this is like, it's an art form that was really like brought to America by like gay Americans specifically. Um, so I sort of understand I mean, gay Americans, gay well, Americans, like Cole Porter. I don't think so. <laughs> um, Sondheim. Yeah. No. no, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I definitely like watch that. The Nathan Lane, I hear that Nathan Lane quote. Is it being like the stereotypical um, thing that like, oh, all gay boys had this moment where they listened to my fair lady and sound of music. Um, but I think that like there are, you know, it's still resonates with a lot of people for s very specific reasons that I don't know if I can really pinpoint. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I don't know for me, I, I sort of get that because I, I like that. I yeah, guess. I get it too. And I, at the same time, like I like, so like dinosaur junior. So it's like, I like, you know, I <laughs> right, try to be so eclectic. Much, <laughs> there's so much going on though. Like it's just, it's a little overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's so many, like between the, the pink Panther neighborhood watch yeah. that they're a part of. And, um, all of the the making out at the gym and all of the rest of it it's uh it's a little hard to to swallow yeah. so to speak <laughs> but yeah. i think i think in if to compare it to girls in a way like girls is super stylized in a in a in a comic way because it's supposed to be at heart a comedy mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of pratfalls and things that would never happen in real life right mm -hmm. uh, and i think that that's when comedy especially in film and television work really well because you're not gonna, you know, I don't watch like, like, what do I watch? I don't watch 30 rock to like see something that like I've gone through. Right. I guess. 
I mean, that might be a weird example because 30 Rock is Sean saves crazy. the world? Like something like I mean, I love it. I relate to that <laughs> really. Yeah. Never seen an episode. <laughs> the Pretender is actually yes. my go-to. Yeah, Pretender. That, uh, that's probably of all shows. The Wire and The Pretender are the two shows that I feel like really got my experience. They're yeah. often um, in the same sentence, oftentimes. People, yeah. But I know. think that that's, I mean, that's something that, that, especially when you think of like gay cinema as like a genre. You think of The Wire. Yeah, well, that, yes. Um, but I think that, that, you know, it's not really, it's become a genre because it's, it's targeted to a market. Right. right. Whereas, like, like Absolute all, can sponsor this film. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, because it's the one vodka company that will do that. <laughs> um, so I think that that's that's what the trouble is. It's it's this like weird thing where like there's no matter what there's some sort of agenda that you have to like sort of pick apart in a way, um, which for me gets exhausting, but at the same time I enjoy it because I like how there's so many different things that represent and misrepresent the gay experience that yeah. it's worth talking about. Yeah. Get her. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there's a little uh, head. I dropped out of grad school, so just wanted to let you know where I'm coming from. You were doing so well. <laughs> yeah. And just, I mean, After they hear this, they'll yeah. want you back. And very quickly, because um, I know we push fully wrap it up, right? Okay. Um, but uh, what you get a lot of, you get a lot of sort of like negative. You get a lot of people that are very vehemently oh, yeah, disagree yeah. with you yeah. online, right? Yeah. I think that's part of just writing. writing. It's part of having an opinion online, yes. Yeah. What what is your experience with that as far as like gay people specifically um, reacting to your to the stuff that you, the kind of stuff that you write? Sure, I think that um, I think it's important to remember that I'm not I, like I've never ever claimed to be speaking for anyone outside of myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm giving my own opinion, mm-hmm. and there are things I feel very strongly about. I think the two two or the three things that caused the most like response was when the New Yorker ran the when Doma ended mm-hmm. uh, and they ran the cover of Burton Ernie on a couch watching the watching an image of the Supreme Court and I was like this is dumb mm-hmm. like it's just silly because I feel like you're infantilizing this like very important issue that adults worked very hard at doing and you've sort of like made it a cute like thing where two puppets who aren't having sex right. like you Too, took the oldest homophobic joke in the book to sexless puppets yeah and like made that represent the struggle like there's so many other ways you could do that um and like you know macklemore like <laughs> was i don't give a shit like i think it's like i don't need you know I wait like, what how do we get to macklemore <laughs> well that's you don't like thing that i've written about like you know, start shopping yeah, thrift store. I hate it. Um, <laughs> no, he has that other bugs, song. Yeah. The... No, yeah, I mean, that was the thing. Like, he, I, you know, it bugs me when um, we're, like, giving, like, we're, like, louding uh, straight white dudes for, like, telling other straight white dudes that it's okay to be not a straight white dude sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, we've been doing this for a long <laughs> fucking time, you know, and now you've done it and, like, we're supposed to, like, applaud you for it. Right. And so my thing was like, oh, this is a song for straight people and not for gay people. Like, you know, he's not necessarily speaking for us in the same way that I'm not speaking for us. And, you know, people, of course, got pissed off because that's how the Internet works. Right. But everyone's angry. Right. You're not allowed to disagree unless you're really angry. Then you can disagree. Right. I mean, like as far as internet comments go, yeah, you can oh, only. Yeah. I mean, I just don't <laughs> scroll down anymore. Like, yeah, I just learned well, to just like, there's no reason why I need to find out what, like. Because people who liked it aren't going to take the time to. What no, Jack no. Off 69 has to say. I'm sure it's really brilliant. <laughs> 
That sounds like a great way to jack off. I yeah. don't fully understand <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but I like it. Yeah. Tyler, thanks so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. And people, where can people find you? Like either Flavor Wire or otherwise. Uh, On Flavor Wire, uh, I'm on Twitter as Tyler Coates with an E S. Coates. Pronounce it like the olden country does, I guess. Um, And I also just started a podcast a couple weeks ago with my friend Michaela. Uh, It's called Cool School. You can find it on iTunes. Excellent. Yeah. And in that podcast, you review gay and lesbian movies from the streaming queue. It's been Netflix, done. Right? Yeah. It's been done. We do Prime, Amazon Prime. I didn't want to like step on any toes. <laughs> and David, you're you keep changing your website. No, you've settled on I David Smithyman. Yeah. What is it? David Smithyman Comedy. Dot backslash GeoCities. Backslash <laughs> Angel Fire. That joke never gets old, dude. No, never. I love it. Um, DavidSmithyman.com. Comedy. David Smith and comedy.com. At cafe mom. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, benlerman.net. And you're going to hear us next week where we talk to other people about other movies because <laughs> we have our schedule. So figure it out. Work. Work.